in case you missed it, my book Anatomy of Abundance hit the market and it is officially an Amazon bestseller. We couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you for being here and supporting me. If you haven't picked up your copy, pick it up today. Learn how to transcend the limits of scarcity and rewrite your life's narrative, transforming it into a story of boundless prosperity and fulfillment with Anatomy of Abundance. Join renowned author Petrina Wisdom and 16 Brilliant Minds on a Transformative Journey. Discover awe-inspiring narratives and empowering strategies to attain abundance in relationships, career, health, and wealth. Every purchase breathes life into a remarkable cause, donating book proceeds to the Shine Organization. Shine Organization empowers sex trafficking survivors to break free from scarcity, fear, and past traumas, and boldly create their own unique path to abundance through entrepreneurship. Buy your copy today. You're listening to Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast where we spotlight women who've gone from managing to mastering life's challenges and the badass practitioners that are changing the way we heal. I'm Dr. Sabrina Nicole, psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. But more importantly, I'm a woman who had my own journey to mastering chronic pain. You don't need to be stuck anymore. Fuck that. Hello there, everyone. I am so excited you're joining me today. Today's episode is all about the art of healing through burlesque and self-seduction. My guest today is Pearl Noir. She's the embodiment of Josephine Baker and your sensual Jiminy Cricket. As a narcissistic abuse, sexual abuse, and domestic violence survivor, she knows how hard it is to build your confidence as a woman personally and professionally. So she created Healing Through Seduction to teach women how to incorporate the power of burlesque and self-seduction into their personal and business endeavors to regain their confidence, honor their boundaries, and avoid burnout. She's worked with, probably at this point, over 4,000 women in Asia, Australia, Europe, Canada, and the U.S. Welcome. First of all, thank you so much for reminding me of who my ancestors decided I am supposed to be. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Hello to everyone who's listening. This wonderful woman is about to school us on some things. So let's dive right in. Let's talk about this word seduction because we have this whole idea of what it is, but I think Mm -hmm. you've redefined it. So I want you to talk about how you define seduction. Yeah. So let's talk about the trauma that a lot of us have experienced when it comes to that word. So the word seduction has this reputation of kind of being affiliated or connecting to manipulation you know, or, or something very evil. And if you are a dark skin, light skin, mixed biracial black girl, you were taught that if anyone was seduced by you, when you were a child, that you were the fast tail girl and not the man or the older boy who violated you. So there is this manipulation when it comes to seduction. But when we become adults, what we have to remember is that we are seduced by people every day. We have to seduce, you know, the teachers in order to get the good grades. We have to seduce in that essay to get into that university or college. We have to seduce the person who is interviewing us to get that job. So seduction really means for me and what I am teaching is you 
being in a place or a state of comfort, surrender, right? Healing, nurturing. And for most of us, when we fall in love, we fall in love with someone's trauma first, not the way they Mm. look, not that big ab or that big whatever. Once they lay their head on our pillows and finally cry and open up to us, that's when we become seduced. So my thing is, if I'm going to be seduced by little John John's trauma, how come I can't be seduced by my own? How come I can give little John John permission to be more than his trauma, but I limit myself to my past in shame and guilt? How come I'm relying on emotional surrogates to validate my existence instead of getting up in the morning and saying, you are fine and you are worthy and this day belongs to you? How come I won't do that for myself without shame or guilt? So for me, that is the art of seduction, why seduction is important and why we need to not just redefine it, but we need to allow ourselves to stop being manipulated by people who are using seduction as a way to manipulate. Mm. Wow. You said so many things that are swirling in my head. When you say <laughs> we fall in love with someone's trauma first. I mean, think about that. Am I lying? When you hear me say it, think about little Tron, Tron and John, John and them. Little Susie Ray and Susie Q. I mean, come on, for some of us, depending on age, I'm about to age myself here. We were in love with Kool-Aid, right? And what did he do? Burst in the house every time you looked around. He's bursting in somebody's house. And it was like, (laughs) yeah, the Kool-Aid man is here. He don't burst in the house, traumatizing all of us. (laughs) I love the Kool-Aid man. That's what it is. We're just taught Mm -hmm. so early that anything we love is connected to pain and trauma. And that's the seduction and how we got, we just have to reframe it. But yeah, we do. We fall in love with people's trauma first. I'm convinced. Mm. So let's talk. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you too. I feel you. I do feel you on that. Yes. 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 So this whole program that you created, Healing Through Seduction, was birthed out of your own healing. Yes. So can you briefly talk a little bit about your journey that led you into this mission now to help women? (sighs) Thank you for asking about that. I am so proud of how far I have come. So I used the art of burlesque. The first thing I decided to do was heal myself from internalized racism. So I grew up, you know, a lot of Black people talk about the man, you know, and and the man, how the man has did this and that. And I'm like, no, nah. what about my family telling me I was ugly because I was dark? What about the kids at school telling me I'm ugly because I'm dark and the teachers joining in to poke fun of me, you know, being the, poor, I grew up in the ghetto, but I was poor even for ghetto standards. Right. And so when I was chosen to be this generation's Josephine Baker, I paid homage to her and I got a standing ovation and no one was telling me that my dark skin was ugly. No one was telling me that I looked wrong. And, and I just remember having this freedom and it dawned on me that nothing was happening to my body 
that I didn't want to for the first time. Mm-hmm. I had full autonomy over my breast, over my hips, over my belly, over the color of the skin. Mm-hmm. And when I realized there was this connection, I started making sure that each performance was a ritual to love myself deeper and deeper. And instead of going on stage and saying five, six, seven, eight, when I would move, I would say, I love my brown skin. And I started letting myself cry on stage. I let myself growl on stage. And I was making grown men weep. Mm-hmm. And when I would get off stage, the women especially would say, oh, my God, you know, you look like me or you represent me. You know, I'm, I feel you in me and I feel healed just by watching you live your truth. So that's, you know, part of the journey. And the other thing that I used burlesque to help me with was to release any shame I felt for being a prostitute at 19. When I was 19, my friend tricked me into prostitution. I went to her for help. And the next thing I knew, I was pimped out. Mm. And it happened so fast. And I remember praying to my ancestors, to the moon when I was young. I didn't sneak out of the house to talk to boys. I would sneak out to talk to the moon. <laughs> so I remember praying to the moon, like, I got to get out of here. I've survived so much by 19. I just knew that wasn't my story. And this miracle happened. The pimp released me, a 19-year-old. She said she had a dream that I was meant for more. And she was told to release me in her dream. Wow. And four years later, I became a burlesque sensation and used the art of burlesque, again, to have full autonomy over my body. But because burlesque is a form of theater, I was also able to use storytelling as a way to heal. So I was able to take back my narrative. And because of that pimp releasing me, because of me having faith in myself, using the art of burlesque to dive deeper, I've now helped, yes, definitely over 4,000 women and femmes and people who were told they were boys who have decided that that's not what they are. And I've helped them usher in into their femininity. Mm. And and that is what my burlesque program, Healing Through Seduction, is about. Wow. So how long is your program? Is it a few weeks? Is it a one-day program? So I've had a few combinations, and I'm so grateful to say that anytime I've done like a six-week program is what I always used to do. And the attendees would be upset when it ended. So, you know, (laughs) which is a good problem to have as an entrepreneur. So now I have a monthly membership and we meet once a week. We do burlesque inspired rituals or burlesque routine. And then I show these women, okay, when you stand, you know, tall and, you know, you walk a certain way, this is how you're going to walk into that meeting. When you get in that boardroom, you're going to stomp on your ghost, the ghosts that are telling you that you're not worthy. You're going to stomp on the ghost of your past. We're not just walking here. We're walking with purpose. So I show them exactly how to use burlesque in their everyday life. You know, um, a client of mine I had today, she's, you know, in a beautiful throuple. And, um, you know, one of the people said, you know, I don't think I really want to do this anymore. I want to break up. But two weeks later, it's like, hi, let's hang out. And I said, let's go back to a healing through seduction principle, honor your boundaries and self-consent. 
And when we learn how to honor our boundaries, we understand that we change our behavior, not the other way around. And when you are using the art of burlesque, burlesque teaches you nothing is going to happen to your body or in this storyline unless you say it's going to happen. The modern world bombards our brains with an overwhelming amount of inputs and stressors. Our brains are struggling to adapt. A lack of brain balance means many of us are anxious, looking for energy in the wrong places, and struggling to get a good night's sleep. The solution is BrainTap. BrainTap combines a variety of proven methods that restore balance to your brain for optimal performance of mind and body. This technology communicates directly with your brain so you don't have to do anything. Simply sit back, relax, and push play. Central to BrainTap technology is the concept of brainwave entrainment. The brain will naturally synchronize with external rhythms. And several modalities are used to accomplish this, including binaural beats, isochronic tones, guided visualization, 10-cycle holographic music, and with the BrainTap headset, you'll have the added benefit of light frequencies. The overall benefits of BrainTap include improved clarity, improved quality of sleep, and more energy. Start your brain fitness journey today with a 14-day free trial. Click on the link in the show notes. So I have that monthly membership and people can come in and out as they so please. We meet, like I said, once a week. And we also do these quarterly burlesque intensives. So that's included in the membership. And then I also sell some guest tickets to the public as well. So I'm actually thinking and plotting on doing an HTS, you know, the Art of Healing Through Burlesque tour where I go to a few cities because people are like, girl, come through. Yes. So. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, where are you going to yes. be at? Exactly, where are you going to be at? Because exactly. I'm going to be there with you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I will be sure to let you know. I'm like brewing on that. But that is how people can work with me. Yeah. Wow. That sounds wonderful. So <laughs> thank you. I'm going to go back to a few things you said. One, you talked about teaching people how to step into a room. So it sounds like you teach people how, how to command the room. Yes. How to walking with yes. purpose is like teaching them how to strut mm-hmm. and holding their head up high as yes. they enter the room. And how many times a body language is everything. If you walk into a room and you're like this, People yes. are going to be like, she's really not sure of herself at all. She's not sure of herself. And the best way to walk into that purpose and being confident is to start letting yourself cry more. Mm. So you want to let your tears seduce you. You want to let your tears dance on your face more. Because when we allow ourselves to cry, when we're afraid or when we're transitioning, that allows you know our bodies to shift and we're not holding on to the pain. And also we want to learn how to dance with the doubt. You know, we want to also release this idea that we're faking it until we make it. That's also part of the reason why people are timid and not walking in confidence because they're like, I'm feeling like an imposter. And that means I'm not qualified. You want to always feel like an imposter. Feeling like an imposter lets you know that you are evolving. It lets you know you're stepping into a new room. So you want to embrace being a so-called imposter, but understanding you're never faking it until you make it. If I raise my arm, even if my knees are shaking, 
I still raised my arm. And that doesn't mean I'm less qualified to raise my arm just because my knees are shaking. My knees have nothing to do with me doing the job of raising my arms. So that's how we can learn how to command the room. We want to learn how to be okay with commanding ourselves first. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned before about the importance of story. And really, this is everything. This is everything. And realizing that stories evolve over time, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. or that Mm -hmm. we see things in one way at a certain age. And then all of a sudden we have this new experience and revelation like, oh, no, I had it all wrong. It can actually be more expansive than I thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing I try to remind myself and anyone that I teach, and I'll remind you and your listeners today, when it comes to that story, that new story, we want to remember that each time we unlock something in ourselves, we become an infant again, right? So we are always in the infancy of our healing and we want to embrace that, right? We want to embrace nurturing our soul, our mind, our sensuality, the same way we embrace ourselves with food. Every day we have to eat several times a day and drink water, but we never judge our body. We never say, what are you doing hungry again? We say, oh, it's time to eat again. And we're like, yes, baby, I'm ready to eat. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? We release toxins every day. We have to flush out toxins every day, but we don't judge our body for that. But when we have a thought, we say, oh, I'm supposed to be over this. How come I'm going back to the past? It's a toxic moment. Learn how to flush it. Learn how to be okay with the infancy. Nobody's sitting there judging babies for eating with their hands. So why are you judging yourself for using your hands right now? You will eventually get to that caviar, that steak, and you can use that gold cutlery. But for right now, you're eating with your hands, but you're still eating. Mm. That part right there. <laughs> yeah. That You're part still right eating. there. <laughs> that part right there. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is a beautiful thing. This whole evolution of you, Pearl. This is really Thank something you. special to witness. Thank you. Thank you. I've been crying. I've been letting, because like I said, I promote crying. So I, I let myself mm-hmm. cry for every emotion I, I And I have been crying so much, just being open to experiencing myself, being open to being sexy. And for me, sexiness is the embodiment of you living your truth. So anytime mm-hmm. we're honoring our truth, we're being sexy. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because last week I just had this crying experience, which is not typical mm-hmm. for me. But I realized I had to just sit with it and just let them let the tears flow. And whatever words came in my head, I wrote them on a page, even if they didn't make Mm -hmm. sense. I just put them down. And then eventually I started asking myself questions and then it evolved. And then I felt a little settled, but I knew I had to just go through it. You know, you really do. I couldn't fight it. It's it's I had to just surrender to it. It's what I like to call, you know, feeding that spiritual or sensual growl. So like when, mm-hmm. when we're hungry, we know, oh, it's, it's been too long since we had something to eat. Our stomach is growling now. We have a headache. And so I wonder sometimes it's like when we are finally ready to let those tears out, it's like, oh, there was a growl and we are allowing ourselves to be nurtured and nourished in this moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a beautiful <laughs> space to be in. Mm-hmm. Huh. So talk about the importance of like having your heart open to new things to the unexpected, to the unknown. 
I think what happens for a lot of us is there's a celebration in our families for those who are heartbroken and continue to be hard. They continue to work themselves to death. Um, you know, that's we, we you know, the, the greeting cards for the birthdays for grandma and mom, it never says. I'm so inspired that you took a nap. You showed me what it means to rest. It says, you know, you were hard worker. You know, I love the sacrifices Mm. that you made, right? So we are taught that we need to see and become someone who's sacrificing. And when you sacrifice and sacrifice, it's very hard to sacrifice without feeling heartbroken. And if you Mm. keep allowing yourself to have heartbreak and heartbreak, then you will close your heart off, even though you are maybe still showing up and giving, but you will be giving with resentment. Hmm. And what I teach is how to seduce yourself by keeping your heart open and understanding. It's not about being hard. It's not about never trusting again, never loving again, never putting yourself out there. No, that's not the problem. You know, it's not that you're just so nice and people are taking advantage of you. No, you take advantage of yourself because you enjoy being celebrated for your pain and your sacrifices because you've been taught that you've decided that that's what makes you worthy in this world Mm. and not society. Your family most likely taught you that first, right? Depending on your gender, especially. And so what we want to do is learn how to honor self-consent and honoring our boundaries. Honoring your boundaries has nothing to do with you telling someone else how to treat you. It is how you mm-hmm. are showing up for yourself. So when you have your heart open after a breakup, after you know a fight, after losing the job, after going for your dreams and it didn't quite work out, you keep your heart open to the possibilities. And then you say, uh, uh-oh. I feel something in my body again that I felt before that I didn't like. Okay, so I will help you, sister that I love. But tonight, I need to rest. Can we revisit this tomorrow when I have more capacity to truly show Mm -hmm. up for you? And I'm going to show up for myself tonight so I can show up for you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So my heart is still open and I'm still helping my sister but I'm allowing myself to honor my boundaries in the gift of self-consent. And that's how you keep your heart open. But when you close it, you're just hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. And because also when your heart isn't open, you won't even recognize the blessings that, that are right in front of your face and you'll sabotage yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You see why the self-seduction is so important? You know, the seduction is how you talk to yourself. What are those affirming words? How are you how are you romancing yourself? How can you show up for yourself? And then you teach people. So then when you tell your sister or your family or your lover, oh, you know, I don't have it tonight. You, they may say, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to do that too. Then, then you really actually show up for your community more when you skip the barbecue or the family reunion or the march that night to regroup, then you can give everyone your all until it's time to regroup again. Hmm. That one touched you and that will touch a lot of people. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. 
that's the one for everyone to hear. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what is the first step that you teach your clients? <sighs> the first step is always connected to food. Mm. So whenever you eat or you drink something, that is when you romance yourself with affirming words or an affirming action. So that might be pausing. So when you nurture your body, I want you to nurture your spirit, your mind, and that sensuality. Slow down and eat. Trust that you deserve to eat. You can be seduced through eating, through the senses, understanding that you're worthy of food. You don't have to scarf it down. You don't have to eat it while walking, you know, if you're here in New York City. Even if it is a fast food, you can wait until you get home. And you can do like me and eat on your china every day. Even when I'm eating something like potato chips, it's going on china because I don't have to wait until a so-called special occasion or when someone I love has left this earth to bring out the china. Mm. So that's the first step. Wow. I'm throwing out those paper plates as soon as we get off the call. Oh yes. my goodness. You know, or even wow. if you want to use the paper plates, you're like, I don't want to do dishes, then put the paper plate on top of the china. It's it's yes. it's just the principle. It's just the principle. Wow. <laughs> okay, you got me there. I was like, okay, so now I need to do that when I'm done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So talk a little bit more about dismantling shame. I know it's tied into your program, but talk a little bit about how we start to make peace with that, you know, whatever happened to us. Mm -hmm. For me, when my past comes back, the way I dismantle it and seduce myself is allow myself to have the breakdown, right? Just like if your lover were having a moment, you would just hold them and love them more, not less, when they are revealing themselves. And what we then say mm-hmm. is, have I done it again? That's what I ask myself. I did this thing in the past with my family, with friends, with myself. And then I say, when's the last time you did that, Pearl? It's like, oh, well, that was in 2003. Okay, so what are we talking about? You should only have shame and guilt when you continue to hurt people and continue to hurt yourself. That's, you know, people who are psychopaths. Those are the ones who should be ashamed, but we know that they, that's something that they don't feel. Mm-hmm. And they are purposely hurting people. And you know, you are not. You know that you are just making honest, I won't call them mistake, honest memories. Mm-hmm. You are making honest memories. And then you decided, you know, and that was in my past. Who am I now? And even if you do make the same mistake, let's say you don't listen to your intuition once again, you can just say, ah, okay, writing that down in my body on paper. Okay, remember that. Because guess what? We know we're supposed to eat, but we have all let our stomach growl more than once. Yeah, that awareness is so key. That level of awareness, you know, catching yourself, being aware, then there's no shame Mm -hmm. in that, you know, you noticed it. Okay. You're aware of it. You get a new opportunity. And especially, I can't stress this enough. If you haven't done it again, if someone said that hurt me, or if you even said, Ooh, I think I, I think I mistreated you there. I'm sorry. 
and you've never done it again, what's the shame about? That's And this is how I talk to myself because there are definitely things that I did in my 20s with family, with myself that comes up, that just creeps up. And it's supposed to. Mm. We have to flush the toxins from our body every day. So surely our spirit is the same. Just got just to gotta flush. Wow. I like that. You said it's supposed mm-hmm. to creep up. If my body has to release toxins several times a day, forever, how can our body and our energy be separated? If they are living as one, well, then we have right. to do the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. You know, these are just my humble opinions, not so humble. No, I love it. I love it. Bring it. Thank Keep you. bringing them. I love it. <laughs> so what would you say the the goal is for the work that you do with people? Like, you help them achieve a level of freedom? So for me, I have these, I have three principles that I always live by and teach. And so that is reconnect, reclaim, rebirth. So mm. my goal in every class and every post, if you look at my Instagram, you'll see that there are small rituals. So it's how am I going to help you reconnect to your body, regardless of your waistline or relationship status? Okay. Okay. How am I going to help you reclaim your narrative that will help you release the toxic relationship with yourself and others, controlling the thoughts? And how am I going to help you be open to experiencing mm. a rebirth, right? So we all manifest for our lives. We want we want that job or we want that lover, that connection, or we want that outfit, whatever it is. But when we think about having a rebirth and transformation, we have to understand that not every transformation and rebirth is going to be something that's gutting us, right? We want to be open to receiving. And so when you manifest, it's not enough to just say what you want, you then have to be open to receiving it. And so that's what, those are my goals. So for you to reconnect, reclaim, and experience a rebirth. Wow. Sometimes it's just a small shift to to give you some belief that more is possible. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that small shift and you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that Mm -hmm. that was possible. I'll take some more of that. (laughs) Again, I go back to babies, right? We all started with whatever we were eating. And then we've all also watched babies have that first ice cream cone. We've watched babies have that, you know, or they're toddlers and now they're having macaroni for the first time. And we're like, oh, this is a new sensation. So so that's what it is. We're just opening ourselves to new things each time. And that's the beauty. Yeah. Amazing amazing thank you Woo. so any final we words for the listeners i know we could go more places but i know we got gotta wrap this up soon <laughs> yes for the listeners understand that especially if you are black you know indigenous any person who's um not white, quite frankly, understand that part of the reason why you may feel so disconnected is because you need to be reminded of your medicine. And you may want to start start seducing yourself more, right? We've been taught 
that we have to have the validation from someone else. And for us Black people, especially, even with pro-Black families and parents, you still need that white adjacent job. You still need that white adjacent this or that. Society, you know, we go outside our doors and we're not feeling safe. And then you come home and you just go straight to a Netflix you know, or a fast masturbation, but you want to return to your medicine. And that medicine Mm. is movement for us. You know, Mm. I know everybody has their own spirituality and religious, you know, beliefs. But when I look at any documentary of Africans, indigenous people, they are dancing for every moment, every celebration. They are adorning their body and hair. So you want to start moving more. And that's why I use burlesque as a healing modality, because you are also dancing your way to self-love. So maybe for you, you know, you don't want to limit the times that you're dancing just to be in the club, you know, or, you know, dancing in a bedroom with somebody's body on top of you. Okay. You want to get back to your medicine and start maybe when you are meditating You know, I know we've kind of been taught that meditation is meant to be still and silent, but that was also through a certain lens. We want to get back to our roots, okay? Regardless of your religious belief, I know for a lot of us, we've been taught that anything connected to our African heritage is evil, right? And so I don't want to disrespect anyone's beliefs, but I do think it's safe to say that we all know, even those without rhythm, feel great after moving, Even our brothers and sisters and non-binary folks without rhythm feel good dancing. So start dancing more. Return Uh, to your medicine. And that is my final, final message. That's a word there, y'all. Mm-hmm. Return to your medicine. Please. Thank you, Pearl Noir. You are amazing. Everyone, the links to... To follow Pearl Noir will be in the show notes. All right, y'all. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right, friends. That's it for this episode. Please write us a review because I know y'all going to have some comments on this. All right. And send us a message and let us know what you think. Thanks so much for tuning into Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast. Be sure to check out the show's notes for this episode on www.drsabrinanicole.com and follow us on social media. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week with more. See you then.